1: and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice.
0: And now to our story. As you remember, Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen, traveling by dark sled through the North Woods and planning to cross the border into Canada, dumble into a mysterious adventure their first night out. Two hard-bitten men, known to us only as Bull and Chuck, have been engaged in the smuggling of valuable mink furs from Canada to the United States making use of an airplane to drop large bundles of the skins near their shack in the woods. But Kent and Jimmy soon found out what was brewing and decided to investigate. They found one of the bundles that had been dropped from the plane the night before and dragged it back to their camp in a clearing. Bull, the leader of the smuggling gang, aware that Kent has the furs and suspecting him of being a government agent, plans to strike back. So Chuck, his henchman, has started for the clearing where Kent, Jimmy, and their guide, Batiste, have camped. Chuck has orders to pretend to give himself up lead Kent back to the shack, and in that way, give Bull a chance to get Jimmy and Batiste while they're alone. At the moment, Kent has no knowledge of this scheme. He and Jimmy and their French-Canadian guide are grouped around the bundle of furs admiring them. Listen. Uh,
2: how much did you say they were worth, Betty?
0: The price of steel like this, I'm
2: They are way up. Time I, I know, but how much are they worth? $100? $500? Oh, don't be
1: silly, Jimmy. <laughs> These skins would bring $5,000
0: in the American market. $5,000?
2: Uh, maybe more. You mm, say what's in this bundle is worth $5,000? Oh, certainly. Look at this skin. She's beautiful. So soft, so dark. dark. Mm. Never have I seen such skin. Never. Gosh, Mr. Kent, maybe we better go into the mink hunting business. $5,000? <laughs> now, wait. <laughs> oui. uh, you think it is so easy to trap the mink for tea? You think he comes to you like puppy dog? Oh, no, no, no. He's very clever, the mink. He's hard to catch. Mm, Hard and vicious, Jimmy. A mink can bite a man's
1: finger off. Really? Ah, oui, oui, oui. See, they belong to the rodent family. You know, rats and weasels.
2: What? Sure.
1: They're very timid, but once they're cornered, they fight like wildcats.
2: Well, then maybe we better not go into the mink catching business. (laughs) If I'm going to be a newspaper reporter someday, I need all my fingers. (laughs) Right, you are, Jimmy. Well, now that we've got
1: $5,000 worth of mink skins, what are we going to do with them?
2: Say, couldn't we keep some for a fur coat for Miss Lane?
1: Oh, that's a nice thought, Jimmy. But you see, they don't belong to us. Now, I think the best thing to do is... What's the matter, Mr. Kemp? Who are you staring at? There's a
2: man coming along that trail through the woods in this direction. don't move. Oh, I see him. One of the fake game, Warden. Mr. Okay, I get my rifle. Here we are, he's, he's not armed. What do you think he wants, Mr. Kent? I don't know, but we'll find out soon enough. Here he comes.
1: Don't shoot, mister. I want to talk to you. He's got his hands above his head. All right, come on. Okay. This is... Looks kind of funny me coming here, but I got a reason. A good reason. What's the reason? I had enough of this business. I'm through. Enough of what business? Helping that guy smuggle them mink skins in. I don't like it. Oh? What made you suddenly decide you didn't like it? Well, because he wanted me to help him bump you off. That's why. I never heard a guy in my life, Mr. Ain't starting now. He wants to finish you, but I don't want no blood on my hands. Not me. So you're giving yourself up. Yeah, that's it. Huh? Where is your boss? Back at the shank. Listen, he's seen how you found them skins. Oh, he knows we have them, eh? Yeah, and he wants them bad. Bad enough to take a chance on a murder rap to get them. Not me. No, sir. What's your name? Chuck. Chuck Connor. And your boss? Will Ragland. He's plenty tough, mister. He's got ice water in his veins, and he hates government men. That's why he's out to get you. Government men? What? Oh, so he knows I'm a government agent, eh? Yeah, he knows. Well, Chuck, I think you were wise to quit when you did. Now you can do something for me. Sure. Anything. You can lead me to that shack in the woods. Oh, gosh, Mr. Kent, don't do that. You heard what he said. His boss will shoot now, you. Don't you worry, Jimmy. He won't get a chance. You and Baptiste stay right here and wait for me. Chuck can show me where the shack is, and I'll take care of the
2: rest. Well, I wish you wouldn't do it, Mr. Kent. Why can't we go back to Montvy and get some cops and bring them here? <laughs> some cops? <laughs> where do you think you are, on Main Street in Metropolis? There aren't any
1: cops in Montvy. Oh, what about forest rangers or sheriffs or something? Now, don't you worry, Jimmy.
3: I'll be perfectly all
2: right, and
1: I'll guarantee to bring Mr. Bull back here with his horns chopped off.
2: Let's go, Chuck. Hey, Monsieur, why you do
1: not
2: take the rifle? I won't need it, Baptiste. Let sit tight. I'll be back soon. Ah, uh, this I do not like. I wish he wouldn't take chances like that. Someday he'll be sorry. That is very bad, very bad. Why does he not ask Baptiste to go with him, huh? That with the rifle, Baptiste can shoot the wings of the fly. In all the North Country, there is not one man who can shoot rifle like Baptiste, No. Boom, boom. And this bullet is finished. Maybe you better take the rifle, Baptiste, and follow Mr. Kent. No, no, no. Monsieur, he gives the order. Baptiste, he's paid to follow the order. Oh, gosh, I'm worried, stiff. What if Bull sees him coming and just shoots him without warning? It is very bad. I'm going after him, Mr. Kent. I won't let him. where you
3: are, kid. Yes. Oh, who said that? Who? Look, in the back of us. Don't move. Either of you. I got a very nervous finger on the trigger of this rifle.
2: The other one. It's ball.
3: Oh, so you know my name. That makes it nice and cozy. Stop pinching over, Canuck, or I'll drill you full of holes. Uh, you're very brave with rifles. Put down the rifle, Baptiste, show you. We'll try that some other time. Right now, I got business to take care of. Itch your dogs to the sled. Uh, I do not take the order from You'll you. You'll take this order. Itch them up.
2: Go ahead, Baptiste. You better do as he says. Wait a
3: minute. Let me get that gun out of the sledge. Okay, now hit him up and make it fast.
2: What are you after,
3: mister? You'll find out, kid. Well,
2: you can have the furs if that's what you
3: want. Thanks. That's very generous of you. Anybody ever tell you you got a heart of gold? Come on, Canuck, stop stalling. All right, kid, get into the sled. Why? Never mind why, get in. You, Canuck, put that bundle of skins in the sled. Yeah, you heard me. Put him in the sled. I, promise you. Oh, I see. All of a sudden, you don't understand English. Maybe a little dose of lead will teach you the language.
2: But he's put the fur, then he'll shoot you.
3: you got the right idea, kid. Well, what'll it be? That's better. Dump him in the sled. Okay. Now, both of you get in. You drive, Canuck. I'll walk beside you. And remember, keep them dogs moving slow, or I'll empty this rifle into your back. Where are we going? To a nice, quiet spot where you can sit and think it over. All right, turn the sweater on. Come on, quit stalling. Okay, now straight ahead. Turn right when you reach that clump of spruce. And don't forget I got my finger on
0: the trigger. Rendered helpless by the loaded rifle in the hands of the first smuggler, Jimmy and Batiste can do nothing but obey their captors' orders. Walking beside the slow-moving sled, his steel-gray eyes glittering like polished beads, Bull finally calls a halt before the arched entrance to a cave, half-hidden under a ledge of rock.
3: All right, pull up here. Get out. You better not try anything with us, mister. Shut or... up. a oh, kid your size, you got too much to say. Oh,
2: I'm not a kid. I'm gonna I be... don't care what
3: you're gonna be. Come here, Canuck. Yeah. Turn around. Yeah, what for you wish but to turn you? Never mind what for. Turn around. Yeah. Okay, now put your hands behind you. I said put your hands behind you. Not down, That's better. Now a couple of turns of this rope around your wrists. Good yeah. knot, And you're taken care of. Okay, kid, you're next. You'll be sorry for this. You wait a clock. Hey, oh. Hands behind your back. Won't need much rope for your skinny wrist. Yeah, that does it. Doesn't. Now both are the end of the cave. Did you hear what I said? Into the cave. Huh? Come on, Bertite. That's far enough. Get down on the floor. On your back. That is what I like. No argument. You first, Canuck. A little rope around your ankles. A couple of knots. Ah. and You're fixed up. Now, the same for you, kid. There you are. All set for a nice, comfortable rest. Don't waste any time trying to get loose. When Bull Raglan ties a knot, it stays tied.
1: How long are you going to keep us
3: here? Until that wise guy friend of yours, the government man, talks turkey. And maybe that'll be never. So long. Take it easy, and you'll
2: laugh off he, he took the sled. Yeah, uh, please. gun will kill him for taking my dog. Oh, don't strain yourself, Petit. You can't get loose. Uh, why do you let him do this, Monty? Uh, why you do you not allow Baptiste to punch him in the nose? Because he had a gun. Uh. He used it without thinking twice. Oh, But don't you worry. When Clark Kent finds out about this, he'll do plenty of Hey, uh, well, Anyway, Monsieur Kent will not know where we are. I do not like these very bad. What do you mean? Huh? You hear this, Matisse? <coughs> that is why I say this place very bad.
3: What is
2: it? Bear. Bear? bear. You, you mean a real live bear? wait hey, wait. Bear hold up for winter in a place like this. He's oh, coming closer, Batiste. What do we do? But Matisse try to get loose the hair. Well, you can't do it. Matisse, <coughs> I can see his eyes shining in the dark. What
0: are we do? What will Jimmy and Batiste do in the face of this sudden, unexpected danger? Bound hand and foot, they can only wait fearfully as the bear, angered by their presence in the cave, lumbers toward them in the darkness. The situation is tense. With Clark Kent miles away and unaware of what is happening, it looks bad for Jimmy and Batiste. Something is bound to happen, so be sure and listen to the next episode of Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with... Superman!
2: Look! Up in the sky!
1: A bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.